0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to UX Pin Talks. It's a series of interviews with professionals from the field of UX from all walks of life. They share their thoughts on what UX means to them, teach us, and inspire us. So tune in. Today we have Rocio Lopez, who is a product designer at Sumo Logic. She specializes in data visualization and prototyping. She also loves to connect with new designers, as well as aspiring designers seeking to break into the startup world. Off the screen, she enjoys Lindy Hop and running. Rocio, welcome to the show. Uh, To start off, can you please introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Awesome. Um, thank you for having me, Julia. It's a great, a great pleasure to share with you guys any insights that I can uh, share on design. Um, just a little bit about myself. So I've been designing for about six years, and I've been in different environments. So corporate, uh, freelancing at small startups, and then now a mid-sized startup at Sumo Logic. Um, I really love prototyping and actually that's how I discover um, your tool because a lot of the design that I do is communicated across different stakeholders and we constantly uh, have to show our designs not just in static uh, screens but also in uh, real
0: prototypes. Right, that's what actually UX Pen is about. Um, so, can you tell us more about how you got into UX yourself? how did how did it all begin? Oh, yeah, um,
1: So originally, um, I was actually studying economics and political science at Columbia University. And when I graduated, I actually couldn't work like most of my classmates because I was here undocumented. So that limited my my options um, in terms of having a career. Um, However, one of the things that I've been doing for a while is that I worked on the school newspaper both in high school and then in college. And I started doing um, a lot of my own side projects um, to learn about the different um, the different elements of graphic design and that's how I kind of started out so when I came back from New York City to East Palo Alto where my parents were living I started reaching out to different businesses in Palo Alto and offering my design skills as a freelancer of course and and that's how I I built uh, my portfolio and then um, also, through doing that, um, I started learning more about user experience design. Uh, originally, I was just mostly doing posters and marketing branding. Um, but eventually, um, just from jumping from one project to another, uh, people asked, oh, can you fix my website here and there? Awesome. Um, and eventually, uh, so a few years ago, um, I went into this program called DACA, which allowed me to get a work permit, and that's where I am today. So that allows me to uh, have some freedom here in the United States and work for any company I want.
0: So you went from the ground up and became uh, a product designer, right now. Uh, So uh, the next question is um, that I've been wanting to ask you. There are a lot of people nowadays that want to enter the user experience field. Um, Mm -hmm. As you worked as a marketing consultant and then became a designer, uh, I'm curious about the skills you had to learn to make that transition.
1: There were actually a lot. So um, there's a lot of titles in the industry nowadays, and of course, the big one is uh, product designer. Uh, but when I started out, I actually mostly focused on user experience and UX at the, or, or what, what it encompasses basically is being able to think through uh, different workflows and also understand what the users need and want. Um, and then there's another one which is more of the the ui focus um the user interface so in this is like thinking to the visuals thinking of- through how um, things are implemented on, on a mobile device or a web app, um, whatever is the um, the place you're building. Um, and then, of course, um, product design is mostly, it, it encompasses all uh, both UX, UI, as well as product thinking, which is how do you actually uh, think through uh, what you're designing as something that's um, going to be uh, either a business or uh, going to um, scale to uh, many people and at, at the top of my mind uh, there's definitely three things so one of course is having strong communication um, yes you can present designs but can you also present designs and persuade uh, stakeholders outside of design to understand how you thought the, uh, the solution And then the other part is definitely um, the craft. Uh, And the craft really uh, varies. So for example, um, someone can be very, uh, very visual and that's their specialty. Uh, Another person can be very, um, uh, can think through the interaction, uh, the the interaction design, micro interactions. Uh, So it all, usually the craft takes time to figure out because you need to really uh, work through different projects in order to um, understand what you're good at, um, and then the last part is definitely the teamwork. So being able to work with a group, uh, a very diverse uh, group of people, because nowadays uh, we segmented design into mm-hmm. different um, different areas. So we have design systems, we have uh, UI engineers. Uh, so there's a lot of like um, uh, interactions that happen in definitely being uh, uh, both a team player uh, as well as a leader is really
0: important. Yes, I understand. So for those who want to start designing themselves, um is there any advice you would do for you would give for starters? Yeah,
1: yeah. all you have to do is start designing. <laughs> is there an, yeah. It could be like a volunteer project. It could be something. Uh, personal related to you um, that's how I really started like I remember um, just to learn about type I was actually just trying to make my own type at the time Uh, and that's how I started reading about um, the different graphic designers uh, learning about space colors uh, shapes and just the basic fundamentals Um, I think when you just dive deep into something you just start like learning um, both the Um, the language as well Mm -hmm. as how other people have done it and how can you improve on it or add something different to it.
0: Um, Yeah, exactly. Just like you said, you just got to dive right into it and it's got to be your main focus. So right now um, at Sumo Logic, you're a product designer. Could you tell us more about it? What is your role specifically? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so I came to Sumo Logic two years ago, and I mostly been focused on our analytics uh, product, uh, which encompasses um, thinking through uh, both the design and interaction of, of new solutions that are coming to market. Um, I particularly focus a lot on prototyping uh, and also working with a design lead uh, in our team. Um, I also work with design systems to make sure that whatever we are building actually is consistent with our overall design language patterns and, of course, our brand. Um, I've had the, the the privilege of actually seeing the team scale because when I got mm-hmm. here, we were actually really tiny. Um, and now we have designers in India and maybe even Poland someday. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. So speaking of uh, collaboration between designers and any other uh, team members. uh, What is it like uh, when it comes to collaboration between designers and technical members of the team during the product development process? Uh, As a product designer, uh, when working, for example, with developers, how do you present your ideas to the team to explain things, to get the right feedback so that everyone is on the same page and understands uh where uh the product should be going
1: yeah um so i started thinking about this in two ways because (laughs) um, when i first started like i was saying we were really small and i had the freedom to just walk up to the engineer talk to the design and get feedback or when we were auditing implementation it was much easier right because they're right there sitting next to me Mm-hmm. However, as we grew and especially, for example, this uh, big initiative that I'm doing right now, uh, our teams are split like a front end is in India and also here. And then our back end team uh, is in Poland, actually. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I mean, yes, communication gets harder. And that's where I think um, having a tool like UX Spin kind of help us a lot. So. Um, I was working closely with one of the tech leads, um, Adam, and Adam h- had a lot of ideas and definitely like wrote a lot of documents of how this thing works and the things that we should be considering. But at one point, it, it became really, it's so hard to read so many documents because on top of that, you have to respond to things on Slack or, or Jira. Right. So we actually created a UXPin ac- guest account so that he could actually go into UXPin and um, just quickly wireframe the uh, the idea or the um, the concept. And I think it really helped a lot because it kind of bridged that communication gap, right? That's yeah. very tough to to catch up on. Uh, and then it also allowed, um, it provided a space to, uh, to go back and forth and actually pinpoint to specific areas. Um, usually our stakeholders who are in other regions, they come here and see us like every, maybe once a year, but again, that is so difficult to do, uh, for everybody else. So definitely just having something like that middle, uh, place where we can share ideas, comments, mm-hmm. it has definitely helped a lot.
0: And just out of curiosity, do does the marketing team also uh, work in UX Pin in terms of sharing feedback and ideas, or do you just use it for product?
1: Uh, it's mostly for product. Um, oh. and that's the yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, our engineers are very uh, open-minded and they're willing to try out things. So um, when Adam looked at UX spin. He wasn't like overwhelmed by the UI or um, I don't know, scared of it. He was like, okay, I'm going to put this together and grab <laughs> here and there components. Um, I think uh, probably like I, I would hope that more um, definitely other stakeholders outside of design would do that because it definitely helped us uh, prototype faster. Right. Um, I can actually reuse some of the things Adam proposed uh, to improve the overall prototype.
0: Great. So how would you describe the relationship between designers and developers at Sumo Logic? Mm
1: -hmm. So um, if you're definitely um, working with a developer in another region, you have to do more communication and that's where the tools definitely are very helpful for uh, providing that medium and you also have to constantly communicate the overall vision because it's pretty easy to just get um, get caught up in the details of like this is the JIRA this is the task right mm-hmm. but when people have uh, an understanding of the overall vision it's much more easier for people um, or engineers to have a point of view on like okay maybe we shouldn't try this because of x y and z um, so definitely lots lots of more effort on communication uh, here when the engineers are on the same time zone and we can connect to each other um i've been i've been starting to do more like in-person handoff right so Mm -hmm. before i send a link or anything to any uh designs i actually set up a meeting so that we can uh sit together Mm -hmm. and actually you have a conversation about the design. It doesn't necessarily say, oh, this is what the design should be, but I want feedback from them so I can iterate or um, throw out some things that um, are not helpful. Uh, so it becomes more like, a, again, like a discussion, right? Um, and right. then uh, afterwards, uh, we do the, the links and stuff.
0: Um, right as a a mutual brainstorm as well. So um, in terms of collaboration and the main vision and building products um, in general, uh, no one really wants to build bad products and release any failures into the market. So I was curious about your opinion. Uh, What is the heart of the problem in terms of just building a better product. Do companies actually like stop and ask and answer questions? Like, what are we trying to do? What behavior do we want to change for our users and what to do to cause these behaviors?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that definitely is reflected in our overall design process. So before we actually spend time on the delivery phase, Mm-hmm. We actually spent uh, a significant amount of time on the exploratory phase, and that's where we're trying to understand what are we building, why are we building it, and what is the problem we're trying to solve. Um, and during my first uh, year at Sumo Logic, I say that I had a very pretty grounded, um, uh, I was very grounded in that area because um, we're trying, we were trying to build a new product solution. And instead, before investing any engineering resources, um, it was really critical for us, the design team, to, to come together and, and figure that out. Um, in that part of the process, um, we have um, research really helped a lot, uh, mm-hmm. um, doing concept testing of storyboards or um, uh, just quick wireframes. Uh, within uh, that we can show to our internal stakeholders because our 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 product uh, is actually even used uh, by our engineers um, for monitoring uh, the health of a system Uh, and then that helped us improve the uh, the overall uh, wireframe or working prototype that we bring to customers Uh, during that phase also um, it's important to um, to really paint a vision um, so that by the end, everyone in the team has just a quick, like they can understand this like like an elevator pitch. Okay, this is what we're trying to
0: build. Right, that that sounds great. Actually uh, what is the most challenging project you've ever worked on?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> can you think of any, or are there a few?
1: Yeah. I mean, currently, the one that I'm working on definitely has been really challenging uh, because of the, um, I would say it's the. Given that our our product is very technical um, Mm -hmm. and as a designer, I'm not, uh, I don't come from an engineering background. um, There's a certain uh, level of understanding I need to have about how um, what we're working on works. Um, And one of the things that I remember doing a lot in the beginning is that I actually met with different uh, subject matter experts, and we would actually draw together on the whiteboard about how this particular thing, uh, which is Kubernetes, works. Um, And I would try to ask, like, instead of explaining like the actual technology or um, the jargon, um, I try to use like an, an analogy or um, just uh, simple abstract terms that do not even relate to technology so that we could be on the same page and have, um, and have a better understanding. And also when I went back to the other designers, I could actually say it uh, without using any jargon. Um, yeah. I think as you become a more mature designer, you're able to do that level of abstraction really quickly um, that you can like start really whiteboarding with, um, with all the, the different stakeholders.
0: Oh, okay. And is that what your design process looks like today or has it changed? Um, I think it definitely has
1: evolved, right? Uh, prior to Sumo Logic, I was working on a mix of less less technical products, more consumer oriented. And so it was much more easy to uh, understand just from doing quick usability studies or research um, what people wanted and, and why they wanted it. I think when there's that um, extra layer of technical um, uh, complexity to it, I think you kind of it's pretty easy to get caught up on that before moving forward in the design and I think that for me uh, again back to if, if you don't have that engineering background it can be it can be very difficult uh, but not all products are like that.
0: <laughs> no it, it, it actually depends on the product it depends on the product I me mean, myself as a UX writer um, of course I can relate to that it depends on what you're describing, right, what kind of words you should say, r- rather uh, use the technical um, terms or not. Um, but after all, everything has to be understandable to the user. Uh, so uh, let's shift the topic of the conversation about um, to education. At the beginning, you mentioned that you studied economics and political science at Columbia University. How does the field of your studies impact your career?
1: I think it definitely helps a lot when you don't come from a design background to understand other stakeholders. So, for example, one thing I've noticed is that I'm not afraid to talk about the business or understand metrics. And that's something that I think is become, well, I'm seeing that it's becoming more important nowadays. Um, Designers don't just need to design pixels, they need to understand why are we designing it? Like, what is that business metric we're trying to Mm move? Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm really blessed that I've had that, Mm -hmm. um, uh, or that unconventional, uh, starting point. Um, it also makes me confident approaching other people as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and asking, uh, for clarification. Um, I think uh, so I, I mentor other designers in the field. And one thing um, they I, I keep hearing over and over is that, oh, I'm just here having lunch with, you know, my designers. And this is the, the only um, space that I'm comfortable with because I like to talk design or I like to just be in this bubble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pretty comfortable just going up to anyone and just. Um,
0: so you know, it's it's. It's helped you with your soft skills, uh, Mm -hmm. definitely, from from what you're saying. And speaking of uh, mentoring, uh, I've read that you were coaching PhD students at Stanford. Uh, This is very unusual, or maybe it's usual, to divide your time between teaching someone and actually designing. Could you fill us in?
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, So when I was freelancing, um, I actually had a challenge that... I wasn't a great communicator, and one of my friends was like, "Oh, Rocio, you should like try Toastmasters," and I was like, "What is Toastmasters?" Well, Toastmaster is a nonprofit organization that helps people uh, become better communicators um, by practicing speeches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, doing volunteering. And I went to Stanford at the time, and I just started like getting involved in the club. And then within a few years, little did I know, I was like, oh, I want to run for president, or I want to do X, Y, and Z role in the club. Because it was actually very um, very exciting to become better at something while still like having the opportunity to hang out around um, really talented people uh, in a very social environment, too. Um, so eventually, so I went from being a member to taking on leadership roles and one thing that I, I really loved uh, is that I became, I also became better at providing feedback uh, as a designer um, by helping other people like understand uh, how to improve their own um, way of communicating and um, it was interesting too because uh, so usually I'm in the tech world and I'm only talking to people in mm-hmm. and going to uh, the Stanford uh, Business School and just meeting people from different backgrounds uh, who are doing completely different things not related to tech. Uh, it also just made me more
0: aware of what's out there in the world <laughs> besides yeah, it, it, exactly not be in the bubble of the technical world right just step out and learn about other fields that's that's really important this is very very impressive uh so uh i've also heard that you won a hackathon uh, maybe you would like to uh, tell us about it too
1: yeah so again going back to what you were saying like how did i get into design a lot of it was just doing design right like just jumping into things and um, the way I found some of my freelancing work is by uh, connecting with other people so I would go to these different hackathons and just try to meet new people as well as uh, work on something so I would uh, put it on my portfolio um I've done several (laughs) I don't know if there's (laughs) another one like I remember like I I did one on immigration, and then I think probably the last one I did was um, we were trying to help uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, the, the, their um, organization, try to um, provide uh, better guidance to voters on how right. to get mm-hmm. uh And this was a, a very, like, very MVP-ish uh, type of, uh, of um, app that we did.
0: Um, but I remember, um, it was, it was the registration app or yes. Okay. uh, Yeah, it was,
1: I think it was registration. Um, sorry, it was a long time ago, (laughs) Uh, but just by doing that uh, again, uh, definitely sharpened my design skills and just got to see other types of problems, meet other people, um, unfortunately, because we were coming in really late. Um, we didn't have time to uh, to actually pitch this uh, to the organization so that they could actually implement this. So this was just an MVP, but it
0: was a very interesting experience. after all, you, you've always you've always te- uh, learned from uh, experience. So uh, since uh, we're we'll be wrapping up, um, I'm gonna ask you my favorite question, uh, what is your definition of user experience?
1: Uh, (laughs) UX user experience. Oh, there's so many. Uh, so. I think there's several ways of looking at it, depending on where you are. (laughs) I mean, it actually like that definition is different in different companies. Um, For example, if you go to um, Airbnb. The designers, they don't have the title of product designer. Their title is user experience design. And they cover everything from, like, concept all the way up to uh, up to delivery. And, of course, the user is at the center of everything. Like, they even have storyboards posted on the wall. Um, but if you go to a more, um, I would say, like, a, a, a company that's just – you know they 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 have a product out on the market and they're just hiring their first designer and they just need help polishing some stuff um their definition of user experience design could be very different um it could be just focused mostly on the on the pixels and the ui um so i'm always very hesitant to um you know to define it because i think it just varies by where where you are but um Of course, the unicorns in Silicon Valley probably, um, I would say, they have a a better sense of, of a better definition
0: of what it is. Right. Okay. Uh, So one last question, if you could give any advice uh, personally or professionally to the listeners, what would these be? Uh,
1: So in this field, it's very important to connect with people. And um, so even though (laughs) um, I'm not on social media as much, I still make it an effort to stay at least on Twitter. And the reason why I do it is because that's where one, I I definitely find conversations uh, related to what I'm doing. Uh, But also, um, that's how I discover uh, other designers and learn about their work and then also um, reach out to them and especially if you're early in your career um i think it's really important to just reach out to others have a coffee chat learn about how they approach their craft um you'll be surprised but people are, like designers are very open They're will i mean people love to talk about themselves so right. they're actually open to um you know having that coffee chat or or video chat whatever it may be um that has helped me a lot in understanding uh, not just about design but also okay how should I ask for my for compensation in my next role or how should I uh um negotiate x y and z um, right. it's just very important and um I even like I was having lunch with one of my old co-workers and I was putting she took me to her um uh, to her desk to put my bag down uh, while we were uh, so we could go to lunch and as she was introducing me to her team one of the guys was like oh my god Rocio like I I've, I've oh, wow. and I was like yes because I actually <laughs> sent a cold email to you a long time ago and uh, my co- my old coworker Brett was like, "Rosie, you send a call email," you know? and I'm like, "Yeah, because I actually needed help, and um, I thought this person, you know, seems knowledgeable about this." Um, and he met up with me, by the way. But <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's okay to reach out to strangers,
0: uh, especially yes. yeah, in this industry. So net- networking is key, as you would say. All right. Um... You have been a fantastic guest, Rocio. It's it's been a pleasure having you on the call. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Um, And, uh, well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow us and tune in for the next episode of UX Pin Talks. I'm Julia Halanuk, and I was your host.